0: Still Kirby, lovely check. Kirby! Welcome to another episode of Fran Kirby's Fight Club, your one stop listen for all things Chelsea FCW and of course the absolute queen that is our one and only super Fran Kirby. I'm really one of your hosts as always you might know me on different platforms such as Schoolcut run a podcast there uh, to do my own blog writing and obviously the Fran Kirby Fight Club and also Total Sport um, you know I'm not joined alone as always I am joined by Andrea. Andrea, how's it going
1: I'm doing well I think uh nervous for the games ahead, but uh, I'm really excited to talk about them and obviously to watch
0: them. Yeah, like really excited because as we mentioned, we've got quite a few games to discuss today, not just WSL, but also Champions League. And it will be a very Champions League heavy podcast today. So we do have the first leg of the quarterfinal tie against Wolfsburg. Uh, before we dive into that, we are going to have a quick look into the midweek WSL match against Everton. And last week, we kind of predicted this is going to be a difficult. I mean, I know I predicted it was going to be a difficult game. I'm sure, Andre, you're going to be able to recall your exact predictions because it was pretty much smooth sailing.
1: Yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't remember my exact <laughs> prediction. I never remember those things, but I do remember having quite a bit of faith in, in Chelsea in the form that they've been in. Uh, and yeah, this match was, you know, I, it. If you just look at, you know, the the fixture list remaining in the WSL, you as a Chelsea supporter, you're kind of looking at that Manchester City match coming up. And Everton was maybe the only one that you needed to make sure when, you know, that was a little bit iffy. Um, and yeah, the, the, the players on the pitch made it seem not iffy at all. They handled that match in a superb way, were set up in a superb way. Uh, Neve Charles was absolutely incredible at right back. I don't even... Like it's just rude to have a team this good and then lose the starting <laughs> right back and then all of a sudden you have a right back in there that does something like this or is capable of something like this. And I don't even think right back is gonna be Neems Charles's like main position, but she's she filled in expertly. I mean, some of the balls she put in were just incredible.
0: Yeah, we know we've seen the glimpses of her performance in in those positions in her Liverpool days, but we haven't quite seen her in her full prime year at Chelsea, not only just because she hasn't had the opportunity, really, because like you mentioned, such is the depth of the squad that she hasn't sort of been given an extended time yet, but we've finally seeing her grow into that role, and, and all because of the opportunity that's come through the injury.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and you look at, you know, we, we beat Everton 3-0, and you look at all three goals, all three goals had a really important key pass Uh, Well, I think the first one for Fran Kirby had two G playing deeper than she normally does uh, or normally has been in the early part of the season. But when Emma Hayes made the tweak to bring her deeper, this is the kind of stuff that she unlocks from deeper positions. And it was so great. It was just a really quick, you know, simple pass to Sam Kerr, who came down uh, a little bit, was actually in our own half. And she was able to just push the ball on right through split the defense and push it on to, to Fran Kirby who was 1v1. I mean, it was a really great move that really just tore Everton apart straight through the middle from just two really quick, really good passes.
0: Yeah, and that seems to be kind of the theme of the game, because the next goal, which came in the 60th minute from Pinajada, again, the same thing, down the flanks into Kirby, to Kerr, to Carda. The passes were quick and sharp, and Everton were really struggling to keep up, at least from a defensive perspective.
1: Yeah, and the, the fun thing about that goal for me, was just that, that absolute ridiculous kind of like pass from, from uh, Neve Charles to set it up. It was just absurd. It was a, just a, just I mean, the quick, it's just, it's just that quickness of passing that is very difficult to defend no matter what. And it's one of those things that Neve Charles is really good at. She kind of, knows where players are and is able to make to make a quick decision and she sent that ball up the line in almost no hesitation she just kind of let the ball cut across her she invited the pressure wasn't really worried about it because she knew as soon as the ball got near her right foot she was going to send it up the line and that's exactly what she did and sam kerr had a perfect run uh, to, to make sure she stayed on side a perfect cross to get it across the pitch all the way to Kirby. And then from there, it was easy because <laughs> Purnell Harder's <laughs> coming in. Everybody's focused on Fran Kirby and she just kind of lays it off. And Harder says, OK, thank you. I'll take the goal.
0: Yeah. And Harder was at, at, in the middle of the action again, not under 20 minutes later, where she got a header, which Melanie Lupots made the most. And I think we kind of really wanted Lupots to get a goal because it was early in that game that she had a penalty that was saved. Uh, you know things were a little bit edgy early on and we didn't exactly know how the game was going to go but um those three goals kind of really all well, those two goals really put us on the path and Lupus Tony got hers
1: yeah I was really happy she got a goal too because one of the things was you know who who's going to be our penalty taker with Mary Mielda out you know with the knee injury I believe it was a MCL um so luckily she avoided the ACL injury but still going to be out for a bit obviously the rest of the season and so, you know, we get we we get that answer kind of like what a couple minutes into the match <laughs> and we have an opportunity for a penalty and it's saved uh, loopholes. And that was that was unfortunate because, you know, at that point, you don't know, you know, sometimes against teams like Everton, if you don't take your early chances, you end up the, the match becomes a lot harder than it needs to be. But obviously with this team, that is not exact, that is not at all what happened. And in this goal, it was just, it was almost, it was one of the funniest goals, I think, uh, of the weekend uh, or of the midweek matches, because it was just one of those very strange things where you don't really see a goal set up like this. I mean, you don't really have your center back out wide in almost like a, like a right midfielder position, laying the ball back to your right back, but kind of like Almost in a center back position. It's almost like they swapped positions a little bit. And Millie Bright was maybe playing like right mid, right back. And Neve Charles was kind of tucked in a little bit. Like she wasn't in a true center back kind of position. She was a bit too far uh, inside or outside for that. But she just runs onto it and hits this first time ball in the air that just kind of like hangs in the air and curls down and the goalkeeper has no idea what to do for (laughs) it with it. She knows she can't come for it. Everton's defense has no idea what's happening until the ball drops out of the sky. And it was just latched onto. And from then, it kind of becomes a scramble because Everton's getting back, trying to defend. They're trying to figure something out. The goalkeeper's caught in no man's land. And that looping header from Pernell Harder almost gets her. Like, she has a really heroic effort just to keep that out. And it didn't matter because she basically just put it on the doorstep for Melanie Loopholes.
0: Yeah, it was just a bit of a manic end to the game, but really doesn't take away from how, how, um, how easy we got it. You know, three goals absolutely finished it on the weekend and now all eyes to the champions league before we actually go and discuss the wolfsburg game in detail i do want to discuss with you the draw because it was quite an interesting one
1: oh yeah i mean <laughs> I just I I believe I believe strongly. I'm a firm believer in the football gods. I, I believe in them. <laughs> I believe they exist. I believe they reward and they punish. And I I don't believe their their definition of justice of justice and justness uh, matches ours in, in the mere mortal world that we live in. But I do believe that there was something here because if you just look at the draw. And yes, the, all credit to Wolfsburg. All credit to Rosengard. All credit to Bayern Munich. Those are still teams that Chelsea should be will be favored to be. Yep. And if you look at the other side of the draw, oh my God, <laughs> yep, <laughs> we, we get two PSG Lyon matches, which is just absurd. And then we get Barcelona, Manchester City, and then those two whoever wins those two ties have to play each other. It's just like that is that is just gonna be a nightmare to get through. For either one of those clubs and they're all extremely talented and so good and I don't even know how it's going to shake out but I'm just so thankful that if we do our job and what's expected of us we should be in a Champions League final
0: Yeah, you know I was a little upset when we faced Atletico because I thought that's a pretty tough fixture and I know that um, uh, you know Mantelli were playing Fiorentina and I was like hmm, seems like we've been a little you know, we've been a little undone here. But then I look at this and like you say, PSG, Leon, Mantelli, Barcelona, those are tough, tough games. These are teams that have an almost embarrassment of, of riches when it comes to attacking options, and we've got the option to face either Bayern Munich, um, mainly puts for team or Rosengard. I think that like you said, it's very confident to to think that we're gonna get through there.
1: Yeah, and it's just, you know, getting Atletico Madrid was, um, for like, it, that was one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, well, they're just going to make us earn it, right? Like, we're, if we're going to get there, we're going to have to earn it because we made a bunch of signings, you know, where we have Sam Kerr, we have Pernilla Harder, we have Fran Kirby in the form of her life. You know, we've added a bunch of pieces. We got Melanie Loopholes, and now we have Neim Charles playing out of her mind. Like, we're, we're going to have to earn it. And it seems like whatever the football gods must have loved the way we handled that tie, (laughs) you know, getting, you know, going down, you know, a a player 12 minutes into the match, you know, holding on to win 2-0, not letting them score, you know, uh, Berger saving two penalties on the day. Like it just seems like there was so much goodwill stored up from those performances. And then, you know, obviously in the, in the, in the, um, second, in the second leg, we kind of did a similar thing. Uh, you know, they, they missed some chances. They had another penalty miss. (laughs) It's just like, at that point, you're you're it's as a Chelsea supporter, you're just kinda laughing, but you're also thinking, you know, man, that, that could have been tough if they converted their chances, you know, if they could not chances, just if they converted their penalties, but you know, we still showed excellent quality, excellent character, excellent composure to get through those matches. So I just believe the football gods were impressed and decided to give us a bit of a favorable draw. It's still going to be difficult, and we'll talk about that because Wolfsburg is no no easy no easy uh, foe to face. And I do believe that you know a semifinal versus Rosengard or or Bayern Munich will not be as straightforward. But you know I, I can't even sit here and lie and say it would be anything like facing Lyon, PSG, Manchester City, or Barcelona.
0: Absolutely, and we're just going to take a quick break before we do exactly what Anders just said, which is to dive into the game itself. All right facing Wolfsburg. Now that is obviously nothing like facing Atletico Madrid but before we go into a, a deep dive we are going to f- sort of give you a little bit of a rundown in terms of the game itself so that's obviously taking place tomorrow Wednesday 24th of March Is it's an afternoon kickoff at least here in the UK so it's 4pm and it's taking place at a neutral ground in Budapest. Now this is a bit of an interesting thing because it was meant to take place at the King's Meadow but there had been a bit of a, a shuffle in terms of locations and venues so it's taking place in Budapest at the Ferenc Sousa Stadium please I just hope I'm not butchering that um
1: I give you credit for even trying
0: there's just loads of s's and z's and I, I was struggling to spell it let alone say it <laughs> um yeah so the game should be available to watch on the FA player I know that it will be live in the UK so it's not exactly sure Andre what that means for US platforms
1: you know, I did a little bit of research and I think it's, it's going to be, they're, they're going to continue doing what they did in the previous round against Atletico Madrid is, is streaming it on Chelsea's uh, website uh, and on the fifth stand app. Um, I think some places may also get a feed from Chelsea's YouTube channel. But I would, I would definitely go to uh dot and check the videos, and and I believe it's under a tag, a tab called Live Events. Uh, that's how I've been watching the Champions League matches, at least last round's Champions League matches, and I am assuming they'll do the same thing, or they saying they're saying they're going to do the same thing. So we should be good.
0: Perfect, yeah. In terms of team news, we mentioned the one update there at Mamiulda. If there is anything more, then definitely we're going to be updating you on our Twitter account. But you know, enough of that now. Let's talk about the good stuff. Seeing as we well, aren't.
1: Real- real quick there is some other news Emma Hayes dropped is that Bethany England will be out Uh, she's still recovering from her concussion Uh, she's doing non-contact training but just not ready for this match just yet
0: okay she's on the sidelines also that'll be interesting to see how we reshuffle in that sense
1: yeah absolutely it's it's it is a a pretty you know frustrating loss obviously we want Bethany England to be you know fully healthy It, it does seem like in that match you know when she had to come off early with that head injury it does seem like you know she was quite shaken up and probably should have exited the match as soon as she was was first down. Um, you know, I, I'll say this, not just in the WSL, but just across, you know, football around the world is uh, this concussion issue needs to be taken care of um, in a lot, in a much better way than it is. I don't think that we have the protocols or, or anything right just yet. Um, I do like that. I, I think, um, when was it? Was it the, was it the Continental Cup final? Where they had the, the new concussion rule where you were gonna be allowed a sub um if someone goes off for a concussion. So like some of those things I believe are really important. Uh, so anyway, that is going on a, on a bit of a tangent there. But um <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe that you know we we do want Bethany England to be back and fully fit, but that does, you know, kind of change things a little bit. She is a she is one of those players who Emma Hayes likes to call on, whether whether starting or whether coming off the bench, who is very versatile and really knows how to kind of play multiple ro- roles along the attacking line. So it is going to be kind of an interesting one uh, not having her against Wolfsburg.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And seeing as we kind of already done a bit of a discussion there, we're going to go straight into our outlook on Chelsea. You know, we aren't the front Kirby cut flight club for no reason. We're going to take a look at their current form to begin with. And I think both of us can rightly say that it seems to be going quite well, at least in the league situation.
1: Yeah, the league has has, you know, Chelsea's been on a roll ever since, you know, really they had that one trip up versus Brighton, which was which was just a strange match, but uh, and that was the match that Emma Hayes made, I believe, six changes uh to the to the lineup. <laughs> and that that made some that that had just as much to do with it as Brighton's kind of resurgence. You know, shout out to Hope Powell there doing kind of turning the match around, turning their season around a bit. Um, I really kind of like that story, to be honest, like she's she kind of had like a an open air like moment with the team and kind of like changed how like her approach almost like mid season, And it's been really working. It hasn't just been like a new thing where all of a sudden, you know, like it it wasn't a temporary thing where all of a sudden it was like, okay yeah, they do good for a couple of weeks and they don't like they've been able to sustain pretty decent form. So that's enough about Brighton on this podcast. But (laughs) But yeah, Chelsea has been rolling. I mean, you look at the three 0 versus Everton. Like we said, you know, we, we do it. We did didn't know exactly what to expect or who would be taking over a right back. But Neve Charles did against Everton. Uh, she played that role again against uh, or before against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. That's just kind of an absurd way to get kind of thrown into the wolves. Uh, but she's handling it beautifully. Um, I do expect at some point to see Hannah Blundell. Um, but yeah, if we we look at Chelsea's what. Previous, what, five games in all competitions, 14 goals, uh, conceded just one goal across five games. I, I mean, that, it, this this team is just on an absurd run and you, it's hard to score on them and it's hard to keep them from scoring. And that's the Chelsea we know and that's the Chelsea we love.
0: Yes, and that's exactly the Chelsea that we saw in their previous Champions League fixture, which was against Athletic. And as you mentioned earlier before, it wasn't an easy game, especially in the first leg. We had a sending off to minutes in, that was Sophie Ingalls. Um, and it was quite difficult to react to that but actually what was easy for us was to play through Atletico's press. We found that players like Fran Kirby and Sam Kerr were finding a lot of space and and the second leg, they learned from that and they overhauled possession centrally through the defence and it, it almost resulted in a lot of early goals for them.
1: Yeah, they, their setup is interesting. Like if you look at their attacking talent, you know, Atletico Madrid and you're thinking, oh, wow, they could really kind of get at Chelsea if they find ways to kind of like find the gaps, find the spaces, you know, move players around, you know, maybe beat somebody 1v1. Uh, And create a little bit of panic, but um, there were some moments where that happened, but ultimately you look at them and they they scored one goal you know, not even, you know, you can even take the missed penalties out of it and just look at how they were in open play, Um, not sharp. Uh, I think Chelsea's defense was also really solid. I think Chelsea gave them the ball in areas that weren't as dangerous and closed down areas that were. And they kind of bent to that. And they, because of that, they weren't able to create really high quality chances against Chelsea across two legs. Um, so, again, they, they had the penalties to be able to make the tie interesting, but they didn't. And, you know, that, I think that's just credit, honestly, to Chelsea and how Chelsea is capable of really just kind of strangling an attack because we didn't, in both of the matches, we didn't really play the way that Chelsea normally plays. We didn't go, you know, all out attack and try to bury them in goals early. Um, We didn't go all out, you know, kind of like in our press, you know, press high up and try to get the high turnovers to score a goal. We kind of sat back a little bit, you know, played a little bit deeper than we usually play. And Atletico wasn't really able to do anything with it and that was that was an interesting thing to see that Chelsea can do that and do it effectively.
0: The one thing that kind of concerns me and I wonder if you noticed this as well when I was watching the highlights was the frequency in which the Atletico players were making it in between our central defence. I think Anderson was forced to come across a couple of times and that resulted I think there was a pentacle. Ajabadi was the one who was causing a lot of trouble. Um, you know, and eventually did result in a penalty call but actually for, not for us for Atletico from neve Charles and it was the one that Duggan hit the bar with but they were finding a lot of spaces in the box and that Laurent goal you know the one that she scored right in the end again it was, it was spaces in the box and that concerns me a little bit because it shouldn't be as easy to play through us because we know we've got very strong central defence I wonder whether sort of opening up and, and trying to find those goals and playing more centrally means we're leaving more gaps in behind and one thing about Wolfsburg, which we're going to discuss in a little bit, is that they are very able to pass through the lines and they are incredibly skillful at doing that, especially through pop. Um, So, as we discuss that a little bit more, I wonder whether you think that's a concern.
1: Oh, yeah, it's definitely a concern. I mean, really, any crack that you see in like a defense at this stage of the Champions League is something that can be exploited by better teams. And so, yeah, I do believe it's a concern, but I also think that, you know, looking at it, and how this team played during, you know, in that, I think the majority of the match, you know, over the 180 minutes, you know, plus that we played at Letico, we really gave them nothing. Um, obviously, they did get that goal, but it was really, really late. Um, not saying that the team had like switched off or anything, but it wasn't going to change the tie. Mm. Um, and so, not not that it's okay to just give up a goal in that instance, but I think if like if over 180 minutes, that's the only mistake we make. And as long as we attack with the efficiency and the and, and being as clinical as we have been and were against Atletico, uh, I I think you can overcome a stumble like that. Uh, plus, you know, you kind of look at the lineup and you also see that, you know, we didn't have our typical, you know, um, we didn't have our typical defense. You know, uh, uh, Magda Erickson was still out. Uh, she's back now. Uh, but yeah, we had we had Mary Mielda playing uh, center back and we had, you know, uh, Neve Charles at right back. And so that bright, Millie Bright, uh, Mary Mielda partnership at, at center back was very different than what we normally have. So I think with Magdalena Erickson back, you don't really have to worry about that too much because the, the, it's the combination of her and Millie Bright that is really, really our strongest defense, obviously, and really difficult to break down. And I have to believe that had we had that that leadership, that organization there from from Erickson, that goal probably doesn't happen. So um, I'm, it's something to note, but I'm not worried about it in the long run.
0: Yeah, definitely is our strongest defense when those two are playing. And it's something that we're going to need because playing Wolfsburg is an entirely different game to playing Atletico Madrid and we take a look at their current form at the moment it's it's pretty much you know it's scary they're second in the Frau Bundesliga five points off on, uh, Bayern Munich off the top they are unbeaten in the last five games like us however the aggregate score is 17 goals to nil I mean averaging over three goals a game and the last victory or well, the latest one in the league was a 7-0 thrashing of Werder Bremen so and in that game they had six different scorers so that's that's quite an interesting thing to take in
1: yeah you know looking at their you know who their setup and everything and especially their attack that's kind of the most dangerous thing is they they it almost seems like they've been looking for their next pernell harder. They have a whole lot of you know attacking talent that is you know around the ages of like twenty three to twenty six I believe they have like a multiple twenty four year olds in attack and they're really just kind of looking for any sort of like someone to kind of take that next leap and lead the team and you kind of look at the way they've shared goals across the front that kind of speaks to an ability to do just that you know to really kind of run around and you don't really know exactly where the like where the main strike is going to come from where the next strike is going to come from so that to me is like the most the the thing to keep an eye on uh obviously they're a much different team, and obviously they can't be a better team. They have to be a little bit lower, a uh, little bit below the level they were at with Prinelle Harder because they no longer have her. She is ours, um, <laughs> but but you still look at them as extremely capable. Uh, Bayern Munich has been able to to dominate them, you know, in their matches since they lost pernell Harder. Uh, so that is something also to note. They are not, you know, at the top of the table like we are, you know, in their respective league, but. Uh you you they do pose a much different threat, I believe. They they are going to move the ball around, they have excellent ball movement, they do have a lot of players who understand space and the ability to find space. And it is going to require our defense to be very organized. And it's going to be a very if Neve Charles is going to be the right back, it's really going to be up to how she defends in an organized back line and also 1v1. We don't really know all of that just yet. Uh, So finding it out in the Champions League would be kind of a brutal way to do to a young player. But I mean, at this moment, whether it's her or Hannah Blundell, we really don't have too many options. Somebody's got to step up.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting you say that about our defence now, how much of an attacking presence they've posed. I took a look at their previous Champions League fixture. They played against Leilstrom. Again, French listeners, I'm really sorry if I'm butchering that name. And they won 4-0 over two legs. Opening legs saw two goals from Alexander Popp, you know, I think a lot of people know her from watching World Cups and European Championships. But then they also finished the second leg 2-0 and there was an on-goal and a goal from Engen. And those two players have just men- mentioned, Pop and Engen. One thing that um, differs from the way that Atletico Madrid play is that Wolfsburg have a speciality in being able to play through the lines, through the flanks. Link-up play is very sort of central to their style of football um there's a lot of passing a lot of possession-based football but actually one thing that they are very strong and one thing that they like to to play through is crosses and um if you allow them to get into the flank like, positions, they'll play crosses into the box and plays like popping, and Engen, they'll get in there time and time again. So they, they haven't got one style of playing. It's not just like central. They have a very sort of multi-dimensional way of attacking football, and I think that's the scary thing because it's it's there's so many different threats. You don't exactly know what is coming. From. And as you mentioned, we've ha- we've had to reshuffle our line a little bit. So I wonder whether that is going to take away from our strength and our ability to cope in those areas, as we did struggle on early in the season.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a really good test. And I think one of the best tests that Chelsea's defense can have, one of the best possible, in fact, not one of, the absolute best possible test that Chelsea's defense could have is to prepare them for this, is facing Chelsea's attack in training. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that to me is really like, it obviously won't be a carbon copy, but if you can if you, I would love to see a lot of that training video because <laughs> I would love to see how Magda Erickson and Millie Bright really defend, you know, Fran Kirby, Pranil Harder, Sam Kerr. Uh, I would love to see that, you know, the, all the, all the movement that they have in attack. Uh, I would really love to see a scrimmage or, you know, a little seven V seven or something like that. Uh, I would love to see it, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is going to be different. It is going to be a change. It is going to be difficult, mo- much more difficult. I do think that Wolfsburg are, are better coached than Atletico Madrid, so, um, Atletico Madrid seemed at, at times to focus more on, you know, one player trying to do something magical and then hit the perfect cross. Uh, I think Wolfsburg is a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more, they, they have a little bit more of a, pl- a tactical plan, I think, than, than that. So it will be something different. It will be something that'll be a little bit more dangerous or has the, the capacity, <clears throat> excuse me, to be a little bit more dangerous. But I still think that, you know, when you look at that, when you look at it, not only on paper, but on current form, um, I, I do not think I do not believe the the Frauen Bundesliga is as competitive as the WSL. They definitely don't have kind of like the top five. I would say that that is kind of dangerous. Uh, I would certainly say top four. Maybe Everton has has fallen off and isn't in that top five just yet. But out of Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, and Chelsea, you have a lot of teams that that can beat one another on really any given you know, any given match, uh well, maybe you take Chelsea out of that. We, we've been pretty solid against every all of those teams. So, uh, but still, uh, I think it is a, a pretty packed top of the table and you don't have that in the fraun Bundesliga. It's really just Wolfsburg and Bayern Munich and right now Bayern Munich's running away with it I mean they're five points clear at the top they do have to play Wolfsburg again but as long as Bayern Munich don't lose another match um, or or they could even draw a couple matches um, Wolfsburg isn't going to be able to catch them catch up that five-point gap even if they meet if they win their next match against them so um, that that league is very top heavy um, and it's not quite the same so I don't know. I'm I'm looking at it, and and I do like I don't want to discount Wolfsburg, but it is one of those things where you know Chelsea's Chelsea's a really good team. This is why they recruited, and and this is why Emma Hayes brought in all these players. Um, this is why she you know took the time to figure out how to put the system together that is going to be able to get us to that final goal that we want, which is the Champions League title. So I think it's going to be an interesting match. I think this is this is really This is really what Chelsea has, the the project, the project has led to, like, we're going to need to win these games. We're going to need to shut down good teams, you know, teams with versatile attacks teams Mm with, you know, that have the ability to put us on our back heels a bit. We're going to have to stand strong and make sure that we can, you know, repel their attacks and then attack them at the other end. And, I honestly think with full health along the back line, you know, barring Mariam Yelda, you know, in that right back position with a team who plays well on the flanks is something a bit of a concern because it will be a different challenge for whoever is in that right back spot. But I'm excited. Um, this is one of those where it's like, for me, I'm just like, let's go, let's see, let's see where <laughs> we're at. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see it, and I'm really hoping Pernil Harder, um, not only hoping that she scores because I always love it when a team when a player scores against their former team I also hope she doesn't do the I'm sorry re- the, the I'm sorry I'm not celebrating response like it's the Champions League you gave them four titles you got them in a Champions League final like celebrate your goal I'm not going to say if but when you score it, Pernell, please Damn,
0: if not when <laughs> so I think that pretty much wraps it up for us um I feel like what I want to say myself in this game as André has also spoken um, just saying that it will be very different we mentioned that word a lot it's how different it's going to be from the Atletico game and and that's something that we've got to be focused on because we weren't focused in the first leg of, of facing Atletico and we were punished for that almost but we then got back and we managed to get some good luck in saving three penalties across that uh, one of them hitting the bar uh, across that leg so we've got to make the most of our luck I think but also make sure that we don't put ourselves in a position to be open and to allow them to come on to us we know that they like to quick have you know quick sharp passing movements and that they also um, utilize balls over the top so I think as long as our team is geared to that I think you know it's going to be it's going to be in our favour. And do you know that, you know, we're going to have Neve Charles in, there's going to be a bit of reshuffling. I think we will see that double pivot as always. G and Lee Paltz worked so well for us. With no better thing than in the top of the, the line, we're going to have Sam Kerr and Harden and Kirby all playing. Those are the kinds of players that have brought out goals for us. Those are the reasons why we have 14 goals over five games, that attacking 4 two, 3 one formation is what's going to get us through. And I think, as he mentioned, we've just got to really push that and push the depth of our squad because, as we mentioned in the beginning of the season, this is what the players have been talking about time and again. Champions League is where it's at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I did want to go ahead and say one thing because I do think that in that first leg versus Atletico, and obviously it was clumsy, it was not great, that challenge from Sophie Ingle, but I think a lot of people really got on her a, a bit too much for that. I, I believe that she plays center back for her national team for Wales she's comfortable in that position for for Wales she plays very well in that position but I do think it's a different prospect obviously to draw back from defensive midfield into playing center back and especially filling in um, in the Champions League so I don't necessarily think that it's one of those like some people have gone as far as being like oh she can't play center back and I'm thinking no she's done it before we've seen her do it before she's not Magdalena Erickson this is why she doesn't start there but she's still a capable center back. So I kind of like wanted to let people know, like, you know, it, it was a mistake. It was a bad mistake. Um, it was unfortunate. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't change the tie for us at all. We were able to handle it. But, you know, I, I, I think that if something were to happen and she needed to step in again, I would have confidence in her um, to to play alongside Millie Bright or Magdalena Erickson. I, I think that Sophie Engel is a much better center back than people have been giving her credit for. Um, and it was kind of frustrating to see people just be like, oh, she's not a natural center back. Well, actually she kind of is, <laughs> you know, she's, <laughs> she's, she's, you know, she's not, she's in Chelsea setup, up her passing and her ability to replay makes her able to play that defensive midfield position, but she's also a pretty good center back. So I, I felt like, I felt like watching that and listening to some people I, I would just like, you know, it was one of those things where it didn't seem like they were giving her enough credit because she has played there before and done well. So I just kind of wanted to, to give a shout out to Sophie Engel. And, you know, hopefully at some point we get to see another one of her trademark goals. No, you know, obviously it'll be from a defensive midfield position because that's what that's where she normally plays for Chelsea. And, you know, uh, I am excited to see every time she strikes the ball with her left foot. I basically just stand up (laughs) (laughs) because it's just like, I I know what she's capable of. And as soon as she charges onto a ball, I'm like, Oh, that single, that's her left foot. Let's go. I'm expecting it to hit the net in a very impressive way. So she's a terrific player. I think she had a really bad moment. I think she's composed and mature enough to know that she doesn't and shouldn't bring this along with her uh, and make it, you know, uh, and kind of drag her down a little bit. I know she probably apologized to her teammates and everything, but I think we're past that. If 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 she needs to play, I think Emma Hayes, the team, me, I, I believe you, everybody uh you know has faith that Sophie Ingle will can can step up in a in a situation, uh whether it's in the Champions League or not. So um yeah, I, I just I wanted to say that because I've just seen too many people kind of dismiss her and I don't don't really mm-hmm. appreciate that.
0: Well, speaking of goals, I'm going to have to ask you the difficult question now, which is predictions. Tell me exactly what you think is going to happen in this first leg.
1: Okay, so are we doing predictions for both legs or are we just focusing Mm. on the first leg? I I think we should probably try to predict both.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Oh, why did I just say that? Um, <laughs> I, just got, I thought I was buying time, but I, instead I just added workload to myself. Um, so I'm going to go with 2-0 Chelsea in the first leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I'm going to go 1-1 in the, uh, did I just copy? I think I just copied the Atletico Madrid score uh, tie accidentally. That's what happened, right? We were 2-0 in the first yeah. leg, 1-1 one, one in the second. That seems ridiculous. Why did I do that? Um, I'm going to stick with it, though. I, I do think that Chelsea get a couple goals um, on Wolfsburg uh, in the in the first leg, and I do think Wolfsburg played better, but Chelsea defend really well, obviously get a goal, but I think Chelsea also gets another goal to counteract it, and it's fairly comfortable 3-1 aggregate win for Chelsea, and we move on to the semifinal.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that. What I'm saying, one all in the first game. I think that's going to be a really tough game, especially, Ooh. especially because we're going to be playing at a neutral stadium and it's not exactly the Kings Meadow. The second leg will be at the Kings Meadow though, so I think that will be a stronger tie. And I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say two one in that leg. And I think that we will, we will kind of just about get past. I think it's going to be a difficult game, but I think that our attacking presence is going to get us past. And I think that we're going to we're going to really see the depth of how much I mean, all those things that you know all those plays that we bought over the summer I think we're really going to see that force today
1: yeah and one thing I will I also want to note and I know what we're about to get out of here but one thing that I really really like is that Chelsea didn't have like this match will be the freshest Chelsea that we've seen like they've been playing every three or four days ever since the beginning of March um, and before that, you know, before before that, they played a very full fixture list in January and and February. So we played a lot of matches in a very short period of time. There were a couple injuries, but I think having a full week to recover for this match has been rare for especially in the second half of the season. And I'm expecting Chelsea to look a lot fresher. I know Sam Kerr, she she's a machine but she was kind of like you can see her being exhausted at the end of matches you know she doesn't really show it during the match but you can tell after the match she's she's tired so i know the players needed a bit of rest and i believe that they are going to be quite fresh which is why i'm expecting them to come out and play really well and really kind of try to jump on Wolfsburg from the beginning um that could backfire they are good and Wolfsburg gets the ball and is able to avoid the counter press things can get weird but um but yeah i'm looking forward to a to a well rested chelsea um, facing up against Wolfsburg and 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 doing a bit of damage because that's that's what we do.
0: Yes, exactly what we do and hopefully that's exactly what we see on Wednesday. So that's Wednesday the twenty fourth of March, uh kicking off at four PM and we hope you guys will be tuning into that and also tuning into our podcast. We know it's been very heavily champ music themed, but that's exactly what we do. So thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to rate and review the podcast it kind of really helps us grow and gets our name out there a little bit which is just a nice thing to do you know if you happen to like us and what we talk about you know we would be really happy and appreciative and we know that also just you know from our from our comms with fran kirby we know that she really appreciates it too and if you want to see more goals from her then i think it would be in your best interest to give us a couple of stars maybe not five you know whatever you feel like but we would oh, definitely, yes, we would definitely appreciate it.
1: <laughs> what are you doing they must give us five stars if you're reading the podcast it's five stars anything less than fran kirby will fight you we gotta so get we'll some
0: wait. we gotta get some reverse psychology going here i was tricking them <laughs> oh yeah, that's my plan <laughs> Yes.
1: okay uh sorry we're psychology give us one star is that how that works
0: i think so kidding give us a five <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know we're starting a uh a, you know very tough line of fixtures and that begins with the champions league and we're hoping to get in the final so wolfsburg keep an eye out and Bayern munich and rosengard whoever wins that game they're gonna have hell to face see you guys next week <laughs>